Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast brought to you by a homemade Halloween costume that is most likely flammable. Were your Halloween costumes, what were they made of? Oh, no, mine sure weren't because my mom was pretty careful. But I remember watching a kid amble past in some kind of mylar dinosaur suit that looked i, I was fi- i was only five years okay, old okay i was gonna ask if this was, was in your childhood i was very concerned that you that kid was gonna burst into knew flames that it was flammable as a five-year-old it was very crinkly and very shiny you are the daughter of a firefighter is that were you drilled on these things no not really it just looked really flammable. you knew it all right and I'm this amazed. kid was pretty dumb because he was just ambling around wow. close to flames i guess watching pbs and reading books at a young age can teach you things like this is flying i don't even think i would know now that that suit is flammable Definitely. if i saw it okay tell me what you know about Ghostbusters. I have seen Ghostbusters. You have? Yeah, who's your favorite Ghostbuster? My favorite? Yeah, do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I think, and I'm not a mega Ghostbusters guy, I don't even know their characters' names fully. I like Dan Aykroyd. I also like Rick Moranis. Does he become a full-fledged Ghostbuster in this film? Unclear. I don't think so. Who's your favorite? It's definitely Egon. Egon. And it explains a lot. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. So what are your memories of You're really more of a Bankman. Really? That's a huge compliment, kind of. I don't think it's great to be compared to any of these guys necessarily. They're all flawed. They're all human. What are your memories of Ghostbusters? Did you see it as a kid? Did you see it as an adult? This is the one with Sigourney Weaver. She's in both, but yes. She's in this franchise. She's a total smoke show. She's sleeping, but she's above the bed. (laughs) And uh, the guys have proton packs. Wow, you even know the vocab. Mr. Softy shows up. Like, I'm pretty pretty familiar. Wow. Did you see it as a child, do you know? I... Must have in, like, the way that, you know, when you walk past the TV, mm-hmm. when your parent is watching, like, TBS or something, and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, sit down, watch this. Makes sense. And these guys in this movie are, like, the comedians that were our parents' generation of biggest comedians ever. So it makes sense that you would this would be on TV in your house at some point. Sure. Ghostbusters premiered in theaters on June 8th, 1984. It was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. It's directed by Ivan Reitman. And Dan Aykroyd came up with this idea. Dan Aykroyd is super weird and occult and into aliens and ghosts. And he's an interesting guy. His family, like, has been interested in paranormal for several generations. Like, he has... Good for Dan. Parents and grandparents who are into this stuff. Going back to, like, the old style of um, seances and ectoplasm and all that stuff. Yeah, so going back to the, you know, back in the day. But he also, part of Dan Aykroyd's thing, which makes this so genius, was he wanted to do like an 80s update on old ghost comedy movies. That was the thing. There are a lot of these from the 40s and 50s, like Abbott and Costello did them, Mm -hmm. Bob Hope did one. It was a thing to do, take the big comedians of the day then, put them in a movie with ghosts. So he was thinking, that hasn't happened in a few decades. I'm one of the biggest comedians right now, so I'm going to make a movie where I interact with ghosts. Kind of a smart idea. Get it, Dan. Right? Good um, for you. It was supposed to have John Belushi, because him and John Belushi were real tight, you know, mm-hmm. the Blues Brothers, but he died in 1982 of a drug overdose, so it was going to be him in there. Sorry, Dan. I know, kind of sucks. Um, it has an unusually large amount of special effects for a comedy, and we'll get into that a little more as we talk about this, but it ends up being a humongous success to the point where even you, somebody who's not all that connected to older media, has seen it. It was the second highest grossing movie that year, behind um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It was number one at the box office for seven consecutive weeks. 
and then Purple Rain knocked it off. What a good summer for movies. You got Ghostbusters, you got Purple Rain, you Something got... Something for everyone. You know, you got Indiana Jones. A couple quick legal vignettes that were caused by this film. Great. Number one, Ray Parker Jr., the guy who made the Ghostbusters theme song. How does that go? Do you know it? You do. So it's that culturally ingrained. Um, he was sued by... Have he- you ever been to a fourth grade Halloween party? <laughs> Come on, Tyler. The Purple People Eater, the Ghostbusters theme. And the Monster Mash, obviously. On repeat. Which is a bop. All three. Oh, oh. And then just like a bunch of scary sounds. <laughs> My mom had the scary sounds tape and she was obsessed with it on Halloween night. Uh, it would always play through a window while kids mm-hmm. trick-or-treat it. Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. because he said that the theme song sounded too much like I Want a New Drug, a Huey Lewis song. They settled out of court because it does sound a lot like it. Yeah. The creators of Casper the Friendly Ghost sued Columbia Pictures. We just watched Casper this morning, listeners, but it was last week if you're listening to the podcast, but we finished it this morning. Um, and they sued because they said the logo, you know the logo for Ghostbusters? Yeah. It's a ghost in a, in a yeah, like, red slash. Ooh. They said that that ghost looks too much like Fatso, the uncle, the ghostly trio uncle. Oh, get a life, creators of Casper. Columbia Pictures won. They beat the Casper people. So, yeah, you're right. They agreed, The lawyers and the, the judge sounded like you. I think he said, get a life. Confusingly, also, there is a 1975 children's TV show called The Ghostbusters. It's two words, ghost and busters. And it's about three bumbling detectives. One of them was a man in a gorilla suit. He was playing a gorilla who investigated ghostly and horror-themed mysteries. Uh And Columbia Pictures paid $500,000 to Filmation, who owned that show, or who made that show, for the rights to use the name. And this is where it gets really weird. After the movie was such a huge, crazy hit, Filmation, who had that old TV show that's unrelated except for the name, made a new series that they just called Ghostbusters, one word, like this movie, Mm -hmm. as a sequel to their 1975 show. It has nothing to do with this Ghostbusters, but it was just extremely confusing. To the point where when Ghostbusters, the movie, wanted to make a cartoon based on it, they had to call theirs the real Ghostbusters. That's the name of the Ghostbusters cartoon show. Interesting. Because there's the other ghost, but it's confusing. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, there's a lot going on there. All right, so those are some legal uh, vignettes I thought were worth noting. The legacy, <laughs> the legacy of this is that there's the real Ghostbusters animated series, which ran for seven seasons in the late 80s and early 90s. Famously, there was the High C Ecto Cooler, a green juice box. The juice was green and supposedly tasted kind of like tangerine. I'm so mad. It does not exist right now. It came back briefly in 2016 for the Girl Ghostbusters, and it's not out now. I was going to have a, have some. I've never had it. Have you? No. Why would, I, why would I drink poison? Why would I put poison <laughs> in my body? It's slimer on the front. Uh, they made a sequel to the movie. They made Ghostbusters 2 in 1989. They made Go- Extreme Ghostbusters, a sequel to the cartoon show, which only ran for one season in 97. There have been comic books. There have been 10 Ghostbusters video games, including, this is worth noting, In 2009, there was a game called Ghostbusters the Video Game. At that point, they had been trying to make Ghostbusters 3 for like two decades and never got off the ground. That game is basically Ghostbusters 3. It has the voice, all of them come back and do the voices. Dan Aykroyd wrote it. Like it's for real. It's a legit kind of a sequel, which is pretty cool. 2016, there was the reboot um, with Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon, and Chris Hemsworth, and the original cast making cameos. Wasn't well received. You saw that, right? Didn't we see that in theaters? Maybe. I think so. I thought it was okay. I it, thought it was alright. It was nothing special, and people as Kate McKinnon was great. They were all great. She was cute. It's just that 
People are really attached to Ghostbusters. People need to detach themselves no. from material things like Ghostbusters. I agree. Possessions. I agree, but I'm also attached to things pretty strongly, so I kind of understand. And that leads us to the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is coming out next month in November 2021, which is an actual sequel to Ghostbusters 2. The original cast is there, all the surviving members. Jason Reitman's directing it, who's the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first one, which is kind of interesting. And this movie is just considered an all-time classic. It's considered very important. Special effects are really developing and becoming a bigger deal and becoming more realistic. Not quite yet in this movie, but they're on the way. And this is the first movie that really combines big-time comedy, big-time modern special effects. It's kind of, it was a unique combination at the time, so it's kind of important. And these comedians, this is like their peak film in their careers. Here's my quick story about Ghostbusters, what I remember. I was hanging out with my friend Dustin. We were really young, having a sleepover at his house. His older brother, Spencer, was going to watch Ghostbusters with his friends. And Dustin and I, like, begged him to let us watch it with him. And it's appropriate. It's not... Kids can watch Ghostbusters. And I remember him being like, you guys are just going to fall asleep immediately. I don't want you hanging out with me and my friends. You're just going to immediately fall asleep. So, like, his mom got involved, made him let us watch it. I fell asleep immediately. So I have memories of the beginning of Ghostbusters waking up foggily during the end credits. I think I've seen it since then, but I don't know. I, I very uh, weirdly have avoided this movie by accident most of my life. So I'm excited to watch it with you. Great. Are you ready? I, I am ready. I ain't afraid of no podcast host. <laughs> Dana, it's Peter. There is no Dana. There is only Zuli. Oh, Zuli, you nut. No, come on. Come on, I want to talk to Dana. Dana, just relax. Come on. Dana, <laughs> Dana. Can I talk to Dana? There is no Dana, What a lovely singing voice you must have. Oh no, those books are moving. Based on our behavior on this podcast, we would be the worst two people to go to a movie. Oh, absolutely. Why are this ghost so naughty? Like, don't you think there's a ghost that would just, like, help her organize? It's <laughs> so boring. Well, I, I guess if... I don't know the rules of the ghosts in this movie yet, but, like, in Casper... You had to have unfinished business. Hmm. So a perfectly content ghost who just wants to organize, you'd think, would well, not be here. Well, maybe it was unfinished organization. <laughs> it's like this never-ending task of organizing the library. I must yeah. continue. Like, her ghost might do that. Yeah. See, it kind of looks like the Casper ghost, doesn't it? It does. And I'm, I'm kind of hearing some Huey Lewis in the theme. I know this is not a hot take, but Bill Murray is great. Oh, yeah. I understand how you think you might be Dan Aykroyd. But when we see Egon, you'll understand. <laughs> The size of people's coats in the 80s is just shocking. <laughs> like, Egon is maybe, his frame is like maybe two feet wide, and this coat is like six feet wide. Right? It's like they were trying to dress as scarecrow. I love, like, the 70s and 80s when you could just be a regular looking dude and be in movies. Bill Murray is hilarious, but he is the most regular looking man I've ever seen. He's got, like, pockmarks all over his face. You know, no wonder I fell asleep immediately as a kid. This whole first part, after they encounter the first ghost, is oh, all yeah. about academic funding. Yeah, it's about university politics. Grants. Ah, and here's a scene where they go to a bank to negotiate an extra mortgage on Dan Aykroyd's family home. Yeah, that's fun. There she is. There's your girl, Sigourney. Ah, oh, Sigourney. Fabulous as ever. Great to see ya. Amazing that anyone ever had hair this big. 
God, Rick Moranis is so cute. Look at him. <laughs> he's so tiny. He is, especially next to Sigourney Weaver. No, but look at him. He's so bitty. I have Janine energy. I love Egon. I just like his energy. Should I like I, his vibe. Should I start a spore mold and fungus collection? Would that really make me more attractive to you? Listen, the physical comedy from all three of them is mm-hmm. just perfect. Top notch. Bill Murray jumping over that turnstile when he saw Sigourney Weaver come in so he could get to her. Egon with his little headlamp turning it around. The music is so weird in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, you have Egon energy. Heck. He looked scared to be sliding down that pole. <laughs> I love a jumpsuit, you know? Here we go, though. Slimer. You're Slimer. Oh my god. His delivery of, I looked at the trap right, is perfect. <laughs> bring him down. Start bringing him down. You've got him. Don't cross the street. Maybe right. now you'll never slime a guy with a positron glider, huh? Next one, start your stream. I don't want my face burned off. All right, I'm opening the trap now. Don't look directly into the trap. I looked at the trap, right? Also, they're cute little, like, communal sleeping rooms. <laughs> they just sleep it's on the nice. floor. Sigourney, respect yourself, girl. You got a sweater and a poncho on. Typical Reagan-era movie. Who oh, are the absolutely. The EPA. the EPA. Literally, the EPA guy here is just, he's just here to see if they are creating pollution. Yeah, if they're, like, dumping illegal chemicals in Illegal ghosts in into the, the right. I just love an 80s movie where everyone is smoking. Every single person. Hanging out at work, smoking. Man, you ever... Trying to go on a date and then an evil Mesopotamian Sumerian uh, monster comes and takes you. Look, Lewis's life is great. Look at him. He's dancing. He's having a good time. He's eating salmon. This claymation like dog gargoyle monster is phenomenal. (laughs) When uh, Sigourney Weaver has become possessed by this Sumerian demon, she's just got a whole look going on and he just is like, oh, that's a different look for you. (laughs) Man, Sigourney Weaver, great calves. Look at those calves. No wonder Peter Venkman's entranced and sorcelled. There's all kinds of reasons that Egon is a smoke show. (laughs) So calm in a moment of crisis. Hangs out, always eating a Twinkie, probably always has a snack in his coat pocket for you. What? Where does Peter Venkman have all this Thorazine? Yeah, so Peter Venkman has arrived at Sigourney Weaver's apartment for a date. Turns out she's possessed. And he just knocked her out with Thorazine. He brought that on the date? Gozer's got great energy. I know she knows you said, what she wants. I know you said you have Janine energy, but I'd like to revise that. You have Gozer energy. If you could shoot purple lightning bolts out your hands oh, at men. 100%. Who tell you what to do. Yeah, they're just punks. I love Gozer. She's a feminist icon. Also, right now there's the building is shaking, but they look like they're in a high school play when there's like supposed to be an earthquake. That Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is like killing people under oh, its absolutely. feet, right? They're not showing it explicitly, but he definitely has killed people. Oh, yeah, he's crushing people. Right. Bill Murray's mullet here is <laughs> choice. The whole final confrontation lasted maybe 10 minutes, and yeah. most of it was them standing around, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Very 80s pacing, oh, I feel 100%. like, for this. That small man needs help. Rick Moranis is anything but a small man. <laughs> this is where I woke up when I was a kid. You were like, yeah, you got the girl. When the song you came on. absolutely nothing. <laughs> Choose the form of the destructor. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, very cute. Whatever we think of. If we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover will appear and destroy us, okay? So empty your heads. Empty your heads. Don't think of anything. We've only got one shot at this. The choice is made. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The traveler has come. Nobody choose anything. Did you choose anything? No. Line is totally blank. I didn't choose anything. I couldn't help it. 
It just popped in there. What? What just popped in there? I... I... I tried to think. Look! No! It can't be! What is it? It can't be! What did you do, Ray? Oh, sh**. the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. So I feel like the supercut is going to be pretty short where we talk about it because we were just having fun. That's a good thing, right? Um, yeah. If we don't talk a lot in the middle portion, yeah. bad podcast content, but means we enjoyed the movie, yeah. right? And you know, these are hours of my life that I'll never get back, so I might as well enjoy them. I thought it was fun. You know, I think it's a fun ensemble comedy. I think it has good energy. Like, it doesn't feel toxic in a lot of the ways that an 80s... Like, movie might feel toxic. Yeah. A lot of movies you know? haven't aged as well as this. There weren't yeah. too many things. I don't think I heard you once, almost. It's only when he kisses the completely knocked out Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it's not great. And carries around tranquilizers with him on yeah. his first date. Not great. But, uh, I wasn't a fan of the anti-EPA message. That was a little bit of a weird <laughs> choice. Kind of strange, but right? It was Reagan's America, so Fine, you know, everyone was anti-EPA. Yeah. I think, overall, uh, a fun... Wow spooky romp what a positive review yeah alrighty I think we have two more Halloween episodes in us so stay tuned it's gonna be spooky maybe go to www.nostalgia.org to find our catalog find us on social media email us nostalgia at aol.com or leave us a voicemail through the Anchor app telling us what else we should watch in the future ghosts hello ghostbusters they're real. You do? You have? They're here. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Uh, you see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Hey, stick. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked it.